Tell me about you know, what are some of the characteristics that got you here, the, the qualities that, that you in, entail that, that really um, you know, got to you the level of, of success that you have. As an entrepreneur, you always have the ups and downs and you have to realize where your end goal is and you have to realize that there will be challenges along the way and there's no, there, there are no shortcuts. My rule number one is lead by example. Don't ask people to do what you're not willing to do. If you have the ability to understand that you don't know everything and you're not the smartest guy in the room and surround yourself with people that can help you get to the goal, with people that in their specific uh, profession or, or, or knowledge, they can help you with stuff that you are not supposed to be the brightest guy in the room. Delegation, leading by example, and treat your, your employees and, and colleagues as your clients. And that's how I did it over the years, and that's how I do it today. Welcome to the Mastering Property Management Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Sarbit. Join me as we delve into candid conversations with industry experts to uncover their strategies and insights for achieving success in property management. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, let's elevate your property management skills together. All right. Welcome to Mastering Property Management. I'm Jared Sarbit, the host. Today we have David Wallach, the uh, owner and broker of Barclays Street Real Estate, and super honored to have him here. I've known David uh, as a, for a long time. Uh, as uh, back in the uh, when I used to work at the restaurant, he was a customer, uh, and I always always looked up to him. You remember those days, David? <laughs> yeah, b- barely, barely. At my age, I barely remember things from the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, great. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak to. I would love to hear David. Like, tell us a little bit about your story. Tell us about you know some milestones. Um, you know how you got into the world. I know what you're more than just property management. And, you know. Specific Specifically, this podcast is property management, but you're a lot more than that. I want to delve into all of it. I don't want to limit ourselves. So tell, tell us about your story, how you got into it, some big milestones, and where you are today. Well, uh, I was born and raised in Israel and uh, lived there for uh, 39 years. I got married there, had my three kids there. And in 97, my wife and I decided to immigrate to Canada. Uh, we did physically immigrate uh, on December 28, 1998. It was plus 25 in Tel Aviv and minus 18 when we landed. Yeah. Uh, so that was a nice welcome committee for us. <laughs> uh, and then uh, during 99, I was trying to figure out what I want to do. You know, it was a midlife crisis, but 39 to 40. I looked at the wine industry. I looked at other industries and then I, I kind of decided that uh, I want to try real estate. And uh, I went to the real estate course. At the time, it was one course, uh, Real Estate 101, I think it was called. And uh, I got my license. Um, and uh, from a class of 35 people, I was the only one who said I'm going commercial. Uh, prior to immigrating to Canada, I, was, I had my insurance brokerage in Israel and I didn't want to do insurance anymore. And I also, I was a GM and president of a professional basketball team, Maccabi Haifa, for some years. Uh, I didn't want to deal with that anymore with uh, athletes. So uh, I found my passion in commercial real estate uh, during the 99 year. And then since uh, I joined the company that I now own on Valentine's Day 2000. So okay. it's a day that we can always remember. Uh, and since then, I've been here. Um, and I became a partner in 2001 and now I'm the sole owner and we do 
uh, commercial real estate brokerage, meaning uh, industrial sales and leases, retail sales and leases, office, uh, same, uh, land sales, investment sales, and we have a, a big, a growing arm of property management uh, as well. Um, I also have, I also run and have a real estate investment fund called Triumph Real Estate Investment Fund, which is a private REIT, and we raise money in Canada, and we buy, we used to buy both sides of the border, and now we're looking just to focus on Canada. Okay. Wow. You're a busy guy. That's amazing. Trying to. <laughs> yeah. That's when I don't have my uh, radio talk show with Tara McCool, Calgary right. Next on uh, QR. Right. I was just saying to you prior, before we started recording, that you're, you're the veteran in this. I'm the rookie in these podcast things. So it's, uh, I'm an honor to have, you know, it's an honor to have you on. That's for sure. That's okay. We always have to start somewhere. And that's right. Good luck for you, to you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's great. So, so tell me a bit about, um, like what, like you, I mean, you've been super successful. I mean, that was a quick snapshot of what you've done, but, but, um, you know, I imagine there is, you know, some, challenges along the way um you know it's been it's it, i'm sure it hasn't been like all like a perfect you know dream road and um uh, tell me about like you know what are some of the characteristics that got you here the the qualities that that you in, entail that that really um you know got to you the level of, of success that you have well to say challenges in the last uh, 15 years is an understatement with uh you know financial meltdown in 2008-9 uh covid interest rate so uh you just add to fuel to the fire all the time you can't have a you can't have a uh, kind of a quiet year uh, it's it's you know it's as, as an entrepreneur you always have the ups and downs and you have to realize where your end goal is and you have to realize that there will be challenges along the way and there's no there, there are no shortcuts um, we have uh, we have a phrase that says shortcuts are written in blood so there are no shortcuts and you have to go through all this and you have to spend this sleepless nights. But if you do, you know, lead by example, that's number one. That's my rule. Number one is lead by example. Don't ask people to do what you're not willing to do. Um, and, and then, you know, if you have the ability to understand that you don't know everything and you're not the smartest guy in the room, and surround yourself with people that can help you get to the goal, with people that in their specific uh, profession or, or, or knowledge, they can help you with stuff that you are not supposed to be the brightest guy in the room. And, and you treat them as the, they are your clients. Then, you know, they will treat the clients nice and that will help you grow and get to the goals that you want to achieve, when, which is um, a strong uh recognizable brand um privately owned even though there's a lot of competition from the big whales the national and internationals but the city of calgary with 1.5 million people has a room for a strong privately owned local experts uh like barker street real estate and that was um kind of the motto apprentice i went over the years as i was Early in the morning in the office, left late, um, did sales myself. Now I don't sell. I refer all my clients to my, to my brokers or to the property management. And, and that's how we, we grow. The other thing is when you hire those people that are smarter than you and you hire and you work with those people that, you know, have knowledge in specific 
uh, I, I would say, segments of the industry, you have to understand that dele- delegating to them and letting them make decisions is a very big part of growing a company because you don't want to cut them by, to cut them by the by their knees. You don't want to make the decisions for them because then you don't need them, but they have a lot of value. So delegation, leading by example, and treat your your employees and, and colleagues as your clients. And that's how I did it over the years, and that's how I do it today. I love it. That's beautiful. That's beautifully said. Is that something that you had to kind of learn over the years through trial and error, or did you just kind of like naturally do it from from the onset or uh, or was it kind of a continuous improvement getting better at it learning how reading books <laughs> well uh you know you always learn you, you never yeah. stop learning i'm 64 yeah. years old and i'm st- i still yeah. learn yeah um and have i changed over the years yes i've changed uh was i more of a control freak when i was younger yes i was like most yeah. people are but yeah. you learn over the years that, um, you know, listen to others. They may have some ideas that can help you. Uh, yes. Let other, you know, grow in where they're good at and where they can excel because that mm-hmm. gives you at the end of the day uh, the, the ability to grow your company. I always say to my, uh, to, to my brokers and to the property managers, you know, Barclay Street Real Estate brand grows only because of their work. It's their work that grows Barclay Street real estate brand. It's not Barclay grows their brand. So that's how you have to work with, with the people that work with you. In, and, and, you know, I changed over the years. There's no doubt about it. Um, I was always working with people uh, all my life, whether it was in my insurance brokerage, whether it was as a GM, whether it was when I was a staff sergeant in the army. So I always worked with people. But I never made it such as a commander and a command. I always try to get people to buy in. And when they buy in, their ability to contribute is way higher because it's theirs. They, they feel right. sense of belonging. And that's the key to make them feel sense of belonging to what you want to do. Wow, that's amazing. Very inspiring. What would you say, um, you know, you said surround yourself with people that, that may have skill sets that you don't have. What would you say are um, specifically your skill sets? Or is that what it is? Is kind of your relentless work ethic and ability to find smarter people in the room? Well, um, I'm trying to find smarter people than me in terms of, you know, I have a great uh, VP of property management. I have amazing property managers that they know Way better than me. I'm licensed as a property manager, but don't ask me tough questions. That's why I have brilliant people working in that specific yeah. uh, uh, role, and we have amazing people. We have a CPA that she's our accountant, and she she does a company company controller, and she's just you know I know I can sleep quietly because she will make it to the dot. And you know we had we had CRA twice audit us, and twice came with zero. So this is, the, the, those are the guys that, or the people you want to work with. It's yeah. not just guys. Our CPA is a, is a woman. Uh, we have brokers that, you know, came through the ranks and, and we try to recruit now a new broker that fit the model of, you know, open collaboration, working yeah. together. So my role is, is to be uh, the conductor, but the orchestra is the one who are playing. Yeah, yeah. 
I love it. That, beautifully said. So, um, you know, from a um, uh, property manager perspective, tell me a little bit more about that. So it sounds like you're, you're kind of, that's a newer branch for you. Is that correct? When, when, what does that look like for you for Barclay Street? We started our property management division December 2006. Okay. Uh, we bought an existing smaller company that the owner wanted to retire. And um, since 2000, and they had about, they were managing about 300,000 square feet. Uh, okay. We are now approximately five, five, point, five and a quarter million square feet uh, in wow. Calgary uh, yeah. managing. And that was a collaboration between everybody in this office working together to grow that division. Hmm. Whether it was uh, brokers referring business, whether it was our CPA doing a great job on financial statements, and whether it was uh, the previous uh, uh, VPs and GMs and the property managers and the, and the current one that are bringing us more and more uh, clients and more and more contracts. So, and, and the other thing is, you know, um, when you bring us a, a deal or you bring us a contract, you get rewarded for it. And Sharing is a big thing. And if you share with people, again, you make them feel that they own it. And it's yeah. just that sense of belonging that makes a huge difference. Sure. Very cool. Um, the, when, when you're dealing with property management, and again, I know that you don't oversee the property manager directly. So, you know, if there's any questions that, you know, that you, that you would want to defer, that's completely understandable. Uh, it, um, because you have smarter people on your team and you said it yourself. <laughs> you want me to call them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I call a friend? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, you know, with, with, with property management, you know, there's a lot of stakeholders at play. You know, mm-hmm. there's, you have your tenants, um, you know, they have the landlords, you know, depending on, you know, the circumstance, um, you know, how do you foster, how does Barclay Street foster, you know, good communication between all the different kind of entities that, that are, that are within the, the business? Well, it's a great question because, um, as I learn more and more about property management, um, there's, as you say, there's very, a lot of stakeholders. There's the property manager, property administrator, uh, building operator, the owner, the tenant, um, each one uh, wants a piece of something. And yeah. um, communication is key. And, and, you know, sometimes there are communication breakdowns. And, and you can't avoid it when you deal with a growing industry or growing, sorry, business. Yeah. Uh, you try to eliminate or to uh, have a, as, as little as possible. But it, yeah. it, it happened. And it's it's how fast you respond, how fast mm-hmm. you get back, how fast you deal with the issue and yeah. not avoid it. Don't, don't be an ostrich. Just deal with the issue and go on with life. When, when you deal with the issue and you say, my fault or sorry, we'll fix it or, you know, our bad. And you show that you, you, you walk your own talk. People are okay with that. Yeah. So we always try to improve our communication system, but there will be always some something will happen that one will communication will you know line will break and yeah. that person will feel that we are the the most horrible company in the world right. you can have you can have a hundred other people that think we're the best company in the world because we responded yeah. fast and there was no communication break yeah. um, breakdown so it's it's an ongoing issue with every uh, and it's not just property management it's yeah. the same with brokerage it's the same Communication is key, and, and with today's um, communication that is so fast, 
People expect you to get back to them now. Yes. The fact that you can get back in 24 hours and nothing will happen unless it's an emergency, they don't mm -hmm. care because yeah. they have a problem yeah. right now. So we are trying to improve our communication all the time with our clients. And, and, and whether our clients are the landlords or whether our clients are the tenants, we treat them because, you know, if a landlord doesn't have clients, we don't have work for that landlord. Right. So right. We, treat every, we try to treat everybody the same and get as fast as possible. Yeah. And, you know, make the communication smooth as possible. So if, if there's a break or you need to fix something, and the building operator is there and communicates directly with the building, uh, with the property manager, get the ball rolling faster. That's our goal. Yeah. And we're trying all yes. the time uh, to improve it. That was one of my meetings today with, uh, with Bill uh, Reader, my VP of property uh, management, we said this yeah. morning. And after our call, I have a meeting with our facility manager, uh, Maggie. So that's high on our list is improve, improve, improve. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. Uh, we're also, as a business, obsessed with communication and, and quick, quick response time to the point that uh, we actually uh, have an app that tracks how our response time. Uh, and, and we, we use it as a metric, um, super, super critical. And, and it just, it goes such a long way. Cause I don't, I don't know if everyone gets it right in, in the industry or, you know, competitors. So I think more and more people, uh, get it today as, as communication and it advances all the time. And, you know, every yeah. day there's a new app and there's a new, yeah. you know, website that can do yeah. this and can do miracles between yeah. the, <laughs> and you have to find the right system that. Yeah. For, that works for you and your company totally. and your employees and your, and your clients. Totally. So yeah. that's kind of where we are. Talking about trends of inflation and all that and, you know, just, you know, how the, how the industry is shaping. Um, uh, where, where do you see it going? Um, you know, do, do you see, I don't know, maybe, maybe inflation going down? Do you see occupancy, uh, vacancy going up? Or what, what do you see in the, in the future here? So now we're back to brokerage. We're done with property management. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you see I have a lot of gray hair. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen a lot of cycles in my life. Um, mm -hmm. I've been in business since 1984. Right. Uh, so I've seen a lot of cycles, as I mentioned. And in 2003, 4, 5, 6, 7, we had great years. And guess what? The interest rate was the same as it is right now. Right. We got spoiled for 14 years by our uh, Bank of Canada, the Fed in the U.S., with yeah. a very low cost of money. If you remember, the most famous phrases in the last few years were, it's cheap money or it's free money. Right. We all knew this cannot sustain itself. We all, everybody knew. We didn't expect it to go so fast as it went as it went up that was the fastest growth in interest in canada's history not the highest the 80s was higher yeah. but the fastest in terms of short time in 10 months hmm. i see the future is well let me divide it into two let's talk about alberta and calgary and let's talk about the rest of the, of the country okay. we're lucky to live in calgary and alberta because we are, right now, we are again leading the country in growth. We're leading the country in jobs creation. We're leading the country in, in many things. So we see that, for example, retail, industrial, and now investment sales are starting. Retail is doing really good. 
we're at about 4% vacancy. Uh, industrial, same, is doing very good in Calgary. Oh. Office is still suffering, yeah, and we'll elaborate in a second, but we still, we see now uh, more and more investment sales. And I expect 2024 and 2025 to continue the growth in investment sales because people, you know, we are, the human being ha- has the, uh, uh, I would say, natural way of adapting to new realities. And that's what will happen. It's an old reality that we forgot about or a whole generation doesn't even know that it existed. Right. But that's the new reality. And even if there is a correction of half a point or a point on the interest rate, I don't think we're going to 2%. I don't think we're going to 1.5%. We're yeah. going to still say, stay around four to five percent interest rate, and that's the new reality. And you know, we've we've done deals before in the past in the, with this, and there were deal done deals done in the eighties at twenty percent interest rate. So yeah. there's always a buyer, always a seller, always a tenant, always a, a a vacant spot. So we see activity continue to, you know, slowly continue going up, and I prefer that over a hockey stick. A hockey mm-hmm. stick up is also a hockey stick down. Right. And that's what that's what happened in Calgary for many of the cycles. Mm. The oil and gas guys will hire hundreds, thousands of engineers, and then they will fire them when the price went down. Right. Why I said earlier, I'll talk about the office later. One of the things that we have to realize is that IT and uh, AI, artificial intelligence, have changed some of the way we do work. So I met um, one of, I won't mention names, but one of the guys that is CEO of a big oil and gas services company, and he says, I do today the same work that I did before with only 60% of the people, so I'm not, I don't need to hire more, just wow. because technology has changed the way we do business. Mm-hmm. So that's a new reality. So what do we need to yep. do? We need to get more people downtown, the conversion that the city... Uh, uh, we need to get new industries to downtown, whether it's yep. uh, health and research and development or IT, whatever it is. Maybe bring one of the faculties from MRU or from UFC to downtown. Right. Uh, young people, students create a lot of buzz. And you mm-hmm. look at all the big cities, they all have faculties in downtown. So overall, I'm optimistic for 2024 and 2025. That's that's really really good to hear. Um, and you know, you have to wonder um, how much pressure the interest rates are putting on a lot of the you know a lot of these uh, landlords and you know owners of properties. And um, there's a lot of cost cutting, I would assume, in a lot of areas. You know, there's cost cutting, but also people have to realize that uh, the days of uh, 2020 and 2021. Uh, that you can get, uh, you know, free rent for as much as you want. Are those days are over because the, yeah. the owners have to pay the mortgages, yeah. um, and so that's uh, you know going to impact uh, cost. And the, the the sooner you do today your de- your lease deal, the better you are in in comparison to what will happen twenty four and twenty five. But again, you know, it, it's new reality. If you ask. You know, I can recommend a great book called Lords of Finance. Okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a research that was done. Um, Lords of Finance, it's the financial world of the uh, Bank of England, uh, Bank of France, the Reichsbank in, Reichsbank in Germany, 
and the U.S. Fed, 1914 to 1944. So two world wars, recession, depression, inflation, you name it, it's there. And you look and you read the book and you go, hmm, uh, maybe the analysts, uh, the bank analysts were right and the Bank of Canada was wrong with the last two increases. if you ask my humble opinion, and I didn't go to university, I'm, I went to the streets and started selling. Yeah. Um, I think that our rate should be today four and a half and not five. Mm. I think that that was a mistake. And yeah, yeah. And I'm not the only one who thinks that. I'm the only one that they don't listen to. They listen to right. all the other guys. Of the course. smarter guys than me, but I said it in many of our meetings in my with my broker. I said, I hope they stayed four and a half, which yeah. I was wrong. Yeah, because that point five makes a significant difference, doesn't it? It it made and it it's just it's a cycle. You increase it, the cost of the things we do goes up, the cost of mortgage goes yeah. up, and then you go, Oh, inflation went up. Well, maybe it's yeah. a cycle that you control yeah. and maybe yeah. you shouldn't have and let the in yeah. the let the economy kind of stabilize before you go to the next and the next and the next. And you know, look at Benjamin Tal. He, he, he's the guy who's the first guy to say that was a mistake. We don't need that. And, um, yeah. So, and he's not, he's not the only one. All I think that that's common today between all bank analysts that four and a half was the right thing. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and, and you did kind of mention actually my next, my next question. Um, it's, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Is it imperative to, to implement technology, you know, today? So how, how do you, um, leverage technology and software to streamline, you know, your services, uh, to enhance, you know, your, your clients experiences? Well, um, that's, a, that, that's always a struggle. Um, yeah. You, we, we use a lot of, um, I would say, suppliers, web suppliers to give us a lot of information, data, that we, we buy data um, on the brokerage side. On right. the property management side, we signed with Yardi and we're, impl- and we're moving everything to Yardi that will give faster and better services. Hmm. But it's, at the end of the day, um, and I still didn't see that change even though everybody talks about the you know everything is over the internet when yeah. we de- what we deal with is millions of dollars whether it's investment sale whether it's a 5 10 year 7 year lease whether it's yeah. ma- ma- build- managing a building with 100 200 300 uh, tenants or yeah. residents or or whatever the number is 40 30 or, or even 12 tenants we're dealing in millions. We're not dealing in small change. Yeah. There's nothing that I found yet that replaces the eyeball to eyeball and belly to belly discussion. Right. So in yeah. terms of sales, in terms of getting new clients, it's only with a personal touch, with a personal meeting, with a personal, you know, looking at the body language, looking eyeball to eyeball. Nothing has replaced that yet. So um, I encourage all my guys go yeah. to meetings. Don't don't send it over an email. Don't send it over. Just go and meet the person. And there is nothing yet that I found that replaces that. Not even Zoom or whatever the platform Riverside, the platform we are on right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it it does. It does. Um, it's not the same experience, is it? When, when you're, you know, when you're doing it over Zoom or you know through email, there's, there's just such more personal touch when it's eyeball to eyeball. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Cer- certainly, certainly, we we don't like. I, I I would love to do that more. You know, it's uh, it's that it's fine up to balance. You. It's that fine balance, you know. It, it's up to you. Time and yeah. You know, you only can control what you can control. You don't control yeah. the economy. You don't control the oil price. You don't control. Yeah. The only thing you control is your time. That's yeah. the only thing you control. Yeah. So yeah. you want to grow your business, eyeball to eyeball, belly to belly. You'll beat every yeah. competition that you have. Amazing. Amazing. Thanks for that advice. Um, and t- talking about advice, you know, a- as a leader in the industry, you know, what advice would you give to aspiring property managers looking to climb the ranks and achieve similar levels of success beyond what you've already mentioned? I mean, you've mentioned a lot of great things already. But... Well, you know, it's uh, the property management. W- w- the discussion I had this morning with my VP, with Bill Reeder, is um, the property management industry has a problem right now. Um, we don't see a lot of young people join the industry, this portion, this part of the industry. Um, and I don't know if it's, you know, they don't want to work long hours or they don't want to work with, let's face it, as a property manager, you're between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. You, you rarely, rarely, rarely get a good comment. You always get the complaints. And you have to right. deal with the complaints. And there's always someone that is not happy with the solution. So a lot um, of people have a problem dealing with this. And, and yeah. that's kind of what we see. Uh, in terms of going through the ranks, I think that the, the right thing to do is like, in, like we do in our brokerage, that you start as an assistant, you should start yeah. as a property administrator to understand, the, 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 first of all, the language. The, the yeah. real estate language, then the, the, the forums, then to understand what the role is of a property manager versus building operator versus accounting. Yeah. When you get that, you can start, you know, working on your license and getting to the property management side as a manager. Right. And, you know, we see today that um, they change all the time the licensing. RICA changes all the time the licensing yeah. process. Right. Um, some of it is good. Some of it, I think, is nothing more than annoying. Uh, that's right. my personal opinion, yeah. Um, yeah. which I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> agree with me <laughs> that had to do through the condo uh, licensing. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's a process there that, again, like I earlier said, there are no shortcuts. Um, yeah. You have yeah. to go through a process to become a good property manager. And yeah. those are hard to find. Those are hard mm. to find. We are lucky that we have amazing right now, amazing team right now, mm. with strong people that you know they 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 dot every i and, and they cross every t and and they look at everything and, and and sometimes we have to tell them okay relax because you guys you know we you know but there's there's some business decisions to make be to be made as well not just by the yeah. book, right? And wow. and it's when you want to go through the ranks. It, it has to do with your personality. There are, mm. there are some property management companies, and again, no names, but there are some that you are just, it's a sweatshop. Mm. Here's your cubicle. This is what we tell you to do. Here's the list. Do right. it. There right. are others that give you a little bit more room to make decisions, to make, uh, to make mistakes and fix yeah. them. Um, yeah. 
Nothing wrong with that. If you know how to say, I've made a mistake and fix it, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I love that. We, we all yeah. make mistakes. Um, yeah. I told my EA and my wife that I'm not perfect, and which was shocking <laughs> to them. But I also <laughs> make mistakes, right? And, and it's yeah. just a, I made a mistake, let's yeah. fix it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's, it's, you know, advancing through the ranks. It's more advancing on your professional abilities and professional way you look at your, at your work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So would you say that, you know, like speaking about, you know, the, like probably, I'm assuming it's the big guys that really treat you kind of like a number, like just like put you in a, in a office and say, you know, get it done. Um, I assume that's the bigger companies. Would you say that is that kind of Barclay Street's advantage that you guys are local, um, you're, 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 you know, it's a more intimate experience or, or are there a lot of you that are, that are local and can give that intimate experience? Yeah. I don't know about others. I don't look at others. I can tell yeah. you what I, I can tell you what I say. I have two phrases I say in every town hall meeting we have. And I summarize my meeting. I do a couple of time, uh, town hall meetings with the entire company twice, uh, a couple of times a year. And there are two things I say to them. Make decisions. Even if you're wrong, we'll fix it. Not, yeah. It's better than not making a decision. Yes. And the other phrase I use all the time is, for our clients, walk the extra mile. You know why? No traffic jam in the extra mile. Not a lot of people are willing to go there. Yeah, I love that. So walk the extra mile because there are no traffic jams over there. Then that's you'll good. be head and shoulders above yeah. your competition. It's really so th- good. That's that. That's how I see it. And, and it's true not just for property management. It's true for brokerage, property management, land, being a landlord. Probably for everything in life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that's great. Um, I have to ask a question. As you know, I own a Jantorilla company. Um, so, um, you know, as, assuming Jantorilla is one of your large costs, you know, ongoing costs that, you know, continue on every month, you know, how do you look for Jantorilla companies to work with? Uh, again, I, I, I know that you don't manage them directly, but how does Barclay Street and, and you know, what qualities and companies do you look for in, in a Jantorilla company? That's a question that really needs someone else to answer. Yeah. I, I, can, I can tell you one thing. The one thing yeah. we're looking all for, for sure is to see that it's a stable company with a track record, have the right insurance in place. If you have mm-hmm. to do, if you have to have the uh, workers' compensation, we ask for that. Other than that, I don't know. That's why I give yeah. them, that's yeah. why I tell them make decisions, go for it, yeah. ask for, yes. and, and, you know, um, if it's a big building and they need an RFP, they go for it. I don't get yeah. involved in that decision. Yeah, yeah. It's not my decision. It's not even our decision. It's a landlord decision, but yes. we do the prep work. So that's how we do it. We, we ask yes. for RFPs. We, we, you know, people come and meet my property. People call me all the time and say, I'm not the right guy. Right. Find out on our website who is the right guy and call <laughs> them. Yeah, so, you almost didn't do this podcast because of that. Because you, you didn't, well, you, you said didn't. Uh, you said uh, when you talked to me, you said it's all about property management. I said, yeah, yeah. okay. I have a better guy. Yeah, you have a better guy on your team. Yeah. But no, I'm glad. I wanted you. I wanted you. So I'm glad you're here. Uh, that's for sure. Um, great. If if you guys could manage, you know, any famous property in the world, is there a property that that you would love to manage? <laughs> uh, well, that's a good question. Um, 
You know what? Um, I would love to manage the Canadian Parliament. Nice. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's clean, good. Clean all the crap that is going on there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Sir. I don't know if you can use the word crap on your uh, podcast, Absolutely. but uh, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would like to clean that uh, building. Yeah, I like I like that. So I did I didn't say clean, but if you get if you manage it, we'll clean it and we'll yeah. we'll, we'll we'll clean we'll house. Hire, <laughs> you know what? I'll hire your company to do the cleanup because I'll t- I'll tell you exactly Sounds what to clean there. Sounds good. Maybe I'll be the next prime minister. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I was born here. Ah, uh, right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, great. And then, and then finally, I mean, you already did recommend a book. Um, so maybe you want to stick with, with that as your, as your final answer. But um, Lords of Finance uh, is yeah. a book you recommend. Is there any other books that you recommend for property managers, potentially? There, it doesn't have to be no, I have manager. a book to recommend to everybody. Okay. It's called yeah. An Ugly Truth. Okay. An Ugly Truth. Got it. I read I, when I read this book, when I got to about half the way or two thirds, I took Facebook off my phone. Wow, really? It's called an ugly truth. I can't remember the two ladies that were that wrote the book, but I highly, highly, highly recommend. Holy cow! So, so what inspired you to take Facebook off your phone? What, what's the truth? The book that's so ugly. The book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Say no more. We'll we'll dig into it. Ugly yeah. truth. Do you know the author's name or? Uh, I can't remember. I can send it to okay. you later. Don't worry. But Don't if worry. you if you Google an ugly, an ugly it. truth, it pops up immediately. Amazing. Great. Well, very good. Um, is there anything else you want to share with the with the listeners? Uh, is there any way they can reach you? Uh, what's the best way? Maybe not Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm on LinkedIn and on Instagram, and you know Barclay Street. Uh, you know you can find Barclay Street uh, on my web on the website. You can find my name and my uh, email address and my phone number. And uh, we're open for business, and we're open to hire more good people. Uh, we sit in a bullpen, so it has to be good people. We don't have, I don't have an office. Uh, someone came to visit me today and said, where's your corner office? I said, I don't have a corner office. I sit wow. here next to my EA and uh, really? in the bullpen. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have a camera, but here's yep. the bullpen, yep. right? Beautiful. And um, so, yeah, um, people can reach out to me. I, I love uh, I enjoy mentoring. I enjoy giving advice. And uh, I've been almost 40 years doing my own businesses. So thank you for having me as a guest. And uh, thank thank you so much, David. I I wish you and and Barclay Street much, much success. And Uh, same to you, my friend. Same to you, Jared. Thank Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You too.